0: And welcome back to the Not So Fit Couple podcast with your hosts, Lucy Davis
1: and Benjamin Holm.
0: Today's podcast is all about dealing with negative people and negativity, but just before we actually dive into this podcast, we obviously wanted to share with you our incredible, amazing My Coach School, new eight-week challenge i feel like that was a lot more than a mouthful than it actually could have been (laughs) this is this is the
1: reason we missed an episode last week which i think is the first week in about 14 weeks that we've missed an episode because we were so busy (laughs) with getting this challenge ready for people with it only being our second challenge of the year obviously due to covid the other thing that i obviously want to apologize for is it probably sound like i've got covid at the moment. He does not, by the way. <laughs> it's just a common cold. Um, so apologies if I sound a little bit drowsy in today's podcast. I will try and speak as clearly as possible so you can still understand me amongst this mumble and tinge of scouseness. Well, the eight-week challenge kicked off, well, the enrollment kicks off on Monday the... It
0: kicked off on the 3rd the and 3rd. it starts on the 17th and... All my coach goal challenges are absolutely incredible. Thousands of people do them. They're completely worldwide. And it's not just about who can make the best body transformation, who can lose the most amount of weight. It's who actually feels they change in a positive way, mentally and physically. And yes, that could be dropping pounds along the way or a complete body transformation or building muscle, but it can be building confidence. It can stop binge eating. It's whatever it is, that goal is specific to you. And the prize is literally incredible it's about 500 pounds worth of goodies and also a trip to barcelona for you and a plus one whenever you want to go we're not forcing that upon anyone we know
1: that with covid going on a lot of people are probably hesitant about traveling so with this one with the holidays of barcelona you can choose to go next week next month next year it's completely up to you and as lucy was saying with the winner it's um we've sent people all over the world different places like dubai we spent people at different spa- places in spain croatia greece croatia yeah. there's always there's always kind of that um element of positive reinforcement after you've turned your life around which for me is just unbelievable and seeing some of the guys happy on holiday and stuff and joining a, a few too many with a uh, a splurge of more confidence from from changing the lives and changing the body is amazing and the reason this happens is because it's a community of over 35,000 other people who are participating in the challenges. You will be following the program to the T that me and Lucy set and you will also receive a personalized diet program to stick to for um, the eight-week challenge as well which is obviously a massive help and the big thing about this challenge is that we know that it's going to be a bit of a split between some people doing training at home Mm -hmm. and some people training back at the gym and this is why it's really important and we are releasing two brand new trainers to the micro school because for those people going back to the gym it's going to be really really important that you listen to your body and you stick to the ethos that less is more so this new program is kind of like a phasing back into the gym and scaling back in to make the most out of what you are doing?
0: Yeah, so I have a set program and so does Ben. You might have seen mine already, it's called Build Your Glutes Trainer and obviously the main muscle we are focusing on is building your glutes and it is a progressive phasing program. Simultaneously, you'll probably lose a bit of fat along the way as long as feeling the best you probably ever have in your whole entire life. This is more so a gym based program but it can be completed at home. We also have so many home workouts and home trainers on the My Coach School as well. And Ben's is a back to basics, again, phasing progressive, progressing, progression. Oh my gosh. Progressive overload. progressive overload. What was I saying there? So we really, really think these are going to be amazing for you. Hence why we did miss a podcast episode last week and it was really sad. I've, I mean, we were in the gym from like 8 a.m. till yeah. 7 p.m. We, we physically can't fit them in where we these
1: new trainers yeah.
0: awesome. um, so that is the challenge the link is on the at my coach school Instagram and also myself and Ben's Instagram as yeah. well sign up it'll be the best thing you ever do and also something that very dramatic happened, I don't know why I'm, I'm semi smiling here, it was not funny at all Ben's Instagram account got hacked oh, on Friday and I feel like we've had so many questions about it. We may as well explain yeah, what the well, hell happened because people are so interested. It was not interesting. It was not fun. But you guys were amazing in terms of support towards Ben. It was like, I mean, I don't know why I'm speaking for Ben. You can go ahead.
1: Yeah, I, I think that the, that was one of the positive things to come from a negative. And I know we're talking about negativity on today's podcast and dealing with negative people. But the amount of positive remarks, I, I had like comments from people like, and so and this was to the school page in my email, like all my workouts that I've saved, I've gone. Like I'm so good, I had so much like nostalgia attached to your account from helping me change my life, change my habits with food, stop binge eating. I even had ones about saving like people to stop them from taking their own lives and how powerful is that to come from just a social media page. And I think that's why I was so upset over the weekend was because I honestly thought that I'd lost it and that I wasn't going to be able to get it back just because some of the comments I'd heard from other people mm. who said they hadn't got theirs, theirs back as well. And I was fully gearing myself up to have to start okay. a new account. And I mean, that account for, for me is worth more than any monetary value because some people will know, some people won't, is that the person who hacked my account was actually like to email me saying you need to pay $400 to get your account back. And after some back and forth... I, I paid the money, but then as soon as I paid it, they just pretty much didn't get back to me again and yeah. fucked it off, which was even more disheartening because I was like, "Right, I'm never going to get it back." Um, even though I paid this money and I had to pay it in Bitcoin so that they couldn't be tracked, absolute cunts. Um, so that's what happened on Friday. I managed to get it back on Sunday evening. I mean,
0: it was I'd, literally like nine PM as well when the email it was came like, through. <laughs>
1: We just, we just contacted everyone with you. Know what I mean, um, Ryan Terry rang me on Friday night and said that he had, his had been hacked um, about a year ago and he had managed to get it back. And it was just about getting in contact with the right people. So, I mean, Lucy was contacting her management. I was contacting my management. Um, Lucy contacted a couple of guys from from Gymshark. Um, and I was sitting on LinkedIn just messaging people who worked at Facebook and Instagram to try and get in contact with someone who kind of had the power to be able to to get my account back basically and in the end we managed to recover it but i think the sad thing is and other people have messaged me now saying i've had mine done or someone else i know has had theirs could you give any kind of insight into how you got it back and i think the really shit thing is that instagram but in particular and facebook are really really bad with the customer service and mm. are no help whatsoever in getting no. your account back or getting anything done
0: it's obviously they the biggest social media platforms obviously Facebook owns Instagram but there is no one you can physically contact and which we thought obviously it's not we understand there's billions of users but also situations where content creators accounts get hacked is absolutely awful and anyone's account getting hacked and getting blackmailed for money is terrible in general but um hopefully they'll start to improve this we have read a few articles where Instagram are trying to improve the hacker situation um and also this is just a side note i feel like a mom get your two-factor authentication yeah. on and um, which is basically a double security check on your instagram like you know what it's just worthwhile even if you're not a content creator but that was a horrible experience
1: yeah over, over the weekend like i beat shit up not people objects household objects yeah at least she's got no black eyes on, no, I, know. You know. <laughs> um, I had a good cry over the weekend um I kind of got in my own head quite a lot a lot about it just because it, it meant so much to me and, and building the community up over that longer I communicate with every single day It was just I'm really saddened to even think or contemplate about losing it. So that was the drama over the weekend mm-hmm. but from every negative comes a positive and I'm even more grateful for my account and all the, the community that I have um, who, who follow me as well.
0: Yes, definitely. So without further ado, we will dive into today's podcast, which is dealing with negative people. And we actually really thought this was a relevant topic because quite recently we've had a few experiences ourselves, myself more so in particular, which I will go into and it's something that I was very, very triggered by more than I actually expected. But definitely in life, we always find ourselves in a situation where we come across negative people or it might actually be someone who you've been friends with for ages and you're starting like a new career or you're wanting to do something a bit different and they're very negative about it and they don't have anything good to say. So we kind of just wanted to touch on a few different things in today's podcast.
1: Yeah, now every single person in the world has haters. No matter how great or amazing you think that person is, they all have at least one person who dislikes them or potentially even hates them. And you actually acquire hate by just being alive. And I know that sounds a little bit twisted, but just you being you actually attracts hate. And I want to kind of get that message across today that negativity is unavoidable, unavoidable, but there is a better way that you can deal with it And I would say I receive negative remarks or negative comments almost on a daily basis, especially online, Mm -hmm. even when I'm trying to do something positive for someone else. So that's what I mean by sometimes negativity is unavoidable, even when you are being positive and putting out those good um, vibes into the world. So first I kind of just want to look at where we find negative people and of course, the obvious places are social media, on the street, in the news, on the road. Like I like to call these people negative Normans. You know, these people who cut you up and put the two fingers up at you. And,
0: oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't get road rage, you know. I'm so hilarious. When something happens, Ben's like, oh, my God. I'm like, oh, look at that red car. Just pulled out in front of me. Oh, I wow. just don't have well, road okay. rage.
1: Just wait, wait and I'm going to video next time we're on the road. I'm going to put a dash Come on. And let's see I how aggressive not Lucy Davis have road is. Rage.
0: Okay. I'm very actually very calm on the road. Um,
1: and then other places we see them are in the papers. Um, but even closer to home, we see them in the workplace, where the place where we work, the people that we spend time with through our day or week. And we even see these people in our own homes. And I think these are the ones that are definitely harder to kind of notice or recognize because they're our own friends and family who can sometimes be the most negative and toxic people within our lives and firstly I wanted to touch on family because I believe that this can often be the most toxic type of negative people because we sometimes just accept it because of friends and family and I suppose a lot of time we are taught that these are the people who have the best intentions for us. Mm-hmm. What, but why? Because you're biologically related to them. It, it just doesn't make sense. And sometimes, as I said, these can be the most toxic, toxic relationships that we can share. It doesn't mean that they always know best for us. Sometimes just simply the fact that they are the ones who are looking out for you can be the downfall. These relationships can be the hardest and most brutal to lose. But will they make you happier long-term? And I think that's something that we've got to contemplate and I don't know if you've had experience with, with these sort of relationships before, but I know 100%, I kind of put something similar on my Instagram the other day and a lot of people took um, it on board and I know sometimes it's kind of like a dagger to the heart and you can, you can think about it and be like, I, 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 can't, I can't see myself cutting this person from my life because I'm a friend lifelong or they're a the family, but is that person really having a positive effect on your life and I'm not saying that every that you have to cut that person from your life but sometimes you just even need to be a better communicator and, and get your point across to that person because they don't understand it now an example of this that I can give what I've experienced before in the past and that person didn't probably even really realize that they were having such a negative impact on um my goals and my life and what I wanted to achieve but it was my dad and I've I've told Lucy this before, and I, I may have shared it on the podcast. And I, I kind of went when I was really young. My dad was asking me like, "What what I want to do?" And I was always gearing up to, to to work for the police, the criminology degree, work for the police for like three years, voluntary. But I always wanted to be a PT. And I remember the first time I said to him, "He's like, that's a fucking stupid idea. Like, there's no security. Um, you'd never make any money that way. It's a stupid idea. It bases shit on my idea." and he was only really looking out for me because he was looking for my best interest he wanted me to have job security he wanted me to be financially stable he wanted me to have a a career for the rest of my life and that's obviously what the police was going to give me but we need to know that our families aren't always going to share our brilliant idea and their idea of success is going to look a lot different to what ours may look like because they've been defined and molded by a different era where the era that we grew up in now there's a lot more opportunity online on the internet uh, via social media and they, some people just won't really understand that because they've never seen success happen from that way, and that's why it's important that we are better communicators and show maybe instances where people have got success from those particular avenues. And I think once my later in life, once I quit the police, I know my dad was probably gutted when I did that, but when I started moving into my career and I showed him the success and how much I actually believed in what I was doing. My dad was actually really understanding about it. So understanding to the fact that he actually gave me £10,000 to put into my business. And I think that's why I wanted to give that example today because I'm not saying, again, that you have to cut these people from your life just because they don't believe in your dreams sometimes. It's about being a better communicator with those people. And for my dad to do a complete, like, 360 and give me £10,000. And and just, just on that note, my dad doesn't have loads and loads of money. We don't come from like a really wealthy background. So for him to give me that figure of money was absolutely huge and really, really helped me in, in my business and I'm, I'm really thankful for it. So I think that's one of the, the ways where, yeah, we don't always have to avoid it or cut it, but we can be better communicators with those type of people. Does that make sense? Yeah, I and feel like
0: I, was, I, have a, I haven't got a word in yet. Sorry, I thought I'd give my, my <laughs> little uh, spiel. Yeah no definitely and I've definitely had this with a few of my clients who are well I only coach women but they've said to me oh my mum thinks um, my muscle's ugly she thinks I'm getting too big she says don't get too big so it definitely can come from those who are closest to you but pulling it back to the social media aspect and I do definitely think this is prevalent for everyone no matter if you have 800 followers or 800,000 followers. You don't have to be someone on Instagram to experience negativity from a negative people. And most of the time, these people are actually bullies without even realizing. So I'm going to give you an example of the boob incident, which is what I call it. Now, <laughs> now, I got, this is, this only happened the other day and it actually still angers me. So I got triggered more than I ever really have about a social media comment I get the standard ones oh you want steroids oh you like a man I'm like cool great thank you so much. I don't care about those anymore. but this one was something that I hadn't really had off social media and basically I'd upload I had uploaded a video in my bikini talking about the hackers when Ben was hacked asking for help and asking for advice you know as you do in your bikini it was nice and hot. I then put up and ask a question later that day. I kid you not like a quarter of these questions were to do with the size of my boobs and to give you an example I had I'm a 34a cup size how is it that you have so much confidence since you can relate you would look better with a boob job have you ever considered a boob job do you ever worry that Ben will be drawn to girls with big boobs now this was just a handful of the questions and I know when I spoke about this on my Instagram story it triggered also a lot of other people in the same way And to be honest, I don't care if people were trying to be nice and not intrusive. It is intrusive and it's just fucking rude. (laughs) And this is what I said to people. And for a start, what I do with my body is my choice. And I don't have anything against big boobs, boob jobs, each to their own. But what kind of happened is other people in those comments and those questions were pushing their own insecurities and expectations of what's a social norm of having boobs and what perfection is onto me. And I didn't realize that I was actually very self-conscious about this until someone pointed it out. And sometimes what happens with negative people, they're not trying to be negative, but they actually come across very, very rude. And I think that's something to be aware of. And to be honest, it's not the type of people that I would like to surround myself with. And I don't think you would on a day-to-day basis if people were saying these things to you. And obviously what happens with social media is they're hiding behind a screen. I don't think what people realize either when ask a question, you can see their names. So I knew everyone who was saying this about me. And... I think it's just one of those things. I actually had to pull myself away from it, get off my phone and speak to Ben about it. Like usually I'm pretty good now at dealing with it, aren't I? Like negative comments and things like that. But I was so upset for like two days. I couldn't get it out of my head because there was a vast amount of comments. And, and I just had to speak to Ben about it and explain how these negative people had actually truly affected me this time. But I
1: think that's the thing as well is that we can't, you can't always be be happy and you can't always be po- positive all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, you can take comments on the chin, you can take grenades and let them explode and just not react to them. But sometimes, every once in a while, you're a human being and they're gonna affect you in some way. And this is why it's important when we talk about how we deal with it, because... It's like when it comes to that whole, I think I think this is different, and we'll, we'll talk, talk about this a different time, but when it comes to the body positivity movement, it's not something that I always agree with because you can't always be positive all of the time. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's it's false. Like Sometimes it's okay not to be okay. Sometimes it's okay to be sad. Or sometimes it's okay, like you admitted to me the other day, that it kind of got to a little bit. And I think sometimes just accepting it, that it has got to, is part of the process of kind of dealing with it.
0: But I think that's important to acknowledge when you are sad because I'm, I have anxiety. It's actually not been bad recently at all, but when I used to have it really badly, I used to try and suppress the feeling rather than talking to someone about it. So talking to Ben or talking to my CBT therapist, I would suppress it thinking it was wrong to feel sad and it is okay, like Ben said, it is all right to feel sad for a little bit. Ride it out, you know? Let it, let it th- flow through your system and let it get out because the whole day, I think you knew something was up with me because yeah. I hadn't spoke. I was just a bit quiet. I was a bit pissed off all day until I actually spoke about it and got it off my chest. I'd actually felt better about myself. And the reason why our happiness depends so much on the quality of our relationships is because as humans we're social creatures we we like compliments we like being nice with people we like it when people are nice back when they respect us because if someone mistreats you or if someone is nasty or whatever or negative you're going to be unhappy so naturally we're drawn to situations that make us happier which you know it completely makes sense
1: yeah 100% but I think with with that negativity and the way that you took it, like we said before, I think you can always take a positive from a negative. And obviously one of the things that you did was, was talk about it on social media. And again, I think if you can use those negatives sometimes to help other people, I mean, there's a lot of things that I'm self-conscious about and always have been for a lot of my life, but when I put that into a piece of content, it, they've often been the best piece of content that I've ever produced and they've kind of the, got the most engagement because a lot of other people are dealing with it mm-hmm. and they just need someone to relate to. So I think if you can be the kind of person who uses it as a tool to help other people or use that hair to kind of relate to other people, then people will really, really warm to you because you are giving them kind of a hand and you, you're giving them something to be like, do you know what, that person struggles with that as well and I really admire them.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: So, I think mean, that's what you did from that situation, but a lot of this, I believe, comes down to our belief system as well. Like, someone can tell you that, like, I'm trying to think of one of the comments I've had before, like, do you remember when we filmed that ad and then we put it out, um, it was, I can't remember what it was for, it was some new trainer and we were helping people in some way and the guy just commented on, like, you, you sound gay, you are the gayest person I've ever heard in my life and I was like, okay but mm-hmm. it's your own belief system. Like I can just say, no, I'm not. like you do not have to take on, on board and say what other people say is absolutely true. You have your own belief system. You don't have to absorb what they're saying. You can go, okay, next. Or what you can also do is what I did with this guy. I direct messaged him and said, hi, mate. Um, well, I can't remember what I said to him now
0: you said something where you can't, you were so polite and nice to him. I just said, I always said,
1: this is just my voice. Unfortunately, I can't change that. It's something that I was born with. Um, however, you've got a great profile, really enjoyed blah, 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 blah. And then he got back to me like this really long message. It was like, I'm so sorry. I was just having a bad day. I didn't mean it, blah, 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 blah. And like I fully apologize for it. And I think sometimes like you've got to empathize with these people because most of the time when they attack you, it's because they're unhappy. And, Sometimes by not being a dick and rising to it, then you will get more positive from it. I always believe that if you put positive out, you get positive back. I was trying to remember what the, the it was actually called before and I still can't remember it. It's in the, um.
0: Oh, it's in the secret and yeah. I can't remember it either. But when you give
1: yeah. positivity it's, it's out, you it's kind of, not like re- kind of reciprocation, but it's not. we yeah. um,
0: <laughs> don't know the terminology for but it. But
1: when it comes to stuff like that, th- these type of people just want to have an argument with you. That's all they want. They love it. They crave it. They want the argument. So instead of rising to it, what I would say is absorb it. Absorb it like a like a fucking sponge. Be silent. Like when they are attacking you, whether that's in, on social media, in the DMs, whether that's something in real life, what they are like metaphorically doing, they are drawing their sword and waiting for you to go to battle with them. But instead of you pulling out your sword, what you do is you, you pull out your sponge and your rubber duck. Love it. And you just absorb it because mm. the thing that pisses people off the most, the most, is you not rising to it and either being silent or so nice to them back. How can you argue with somebody who's nice to you?
0: Yeah, I think that's it. It's when, and this is something I think you learn over time, is killing them with kindness and being compassionate towards that negative person because if you say something polite and nice back, And you actually, you need to get to the stage where you're not just doing it to kind of get back at them. You're genuinely doing it because you feel sorry for them. You're not doing it. Oh, I'm going to be nice just to piss them off. No, no. You actually need to come from a place where you can get to that. You're actually compassionate and you feel empathy towards that person because they're probably having a shit day. They might have a shit life. They're taking it out on you because they're not happy with it themselves and you have to kind of understand that rather than just like fighting back and saying something negative back because then you're on their level you you don't want to be on that level you don't want to fight back you can share your opinion but have compassion towards that towards that person and take responsibility of your own happiness despite how negative they are
1: 100 percent and I think what we've got to always remember is that nobody can tru- truly hurt you without your permission. Like mm-hmm. those comments and negativity are what you make of them. And I- I've just used that in the- as an example. Before I was told that I was like a mumble bum and I sounded gay and-, and whatever. And I lacked the ability to, to communicate properly. Now I'm-, I'm running one of the best podcasts in the UK. Mm-hmm. I was told when I was younger, I was skinny and looked like I was going to waste away. And, and now I've got a great physique and I'm really confident. Like, you don't have to live up to what, what other people are telling you you are. And often, for these people, like Lucy's been saying, it's good to empathize with them because misery loves company. Other people will pull you down, name call, and hate you and try and try and pull you to their level. And they will try and get others to, to be on the hate train as well. Like, you know, you've been before, like, apologies, I'm a little bit sniffy. Um, Mm -hmm. other people like and they'll try and get other people involved to try and help to try and hate you as well and yes it's deep down but they're actually just jealous in fact these people probably really admire you but can't take your success and greatness and that's what Mm -hmm. really makes them feel bad because people love seeing other people fail even if it's someone like you or me or whoever. And it, it's that kind of thing of like, the, people do it as celebrities or not, but there's actually someone behind that keyboard. But they just think they can throw comments and, willy-nilly and it's not going to affect people. It fucking does affect people. i tell you that right now, it does affect people. And it's like the domino effect. Usually people will be negative because they have experienced neg- negativity themselves. And when these people with poor energy see you, they act to spread it like a virus but mm. trust me it never it never works that way it's kind of like when you like well like i was at the weekend when you get mad and you you punch a wall or you kick a couch what happens nothing well you you only you're end still up angry you, you end up hurting yourself even more it's true because you still don't want the problem it i mean solve if you it. punch
0: war you're definitely gonna hurt your wrist or well, your hand i've
1: been there many a times before it doesn't. You don't get nothing from it. do do by lashing out other people when you've got the problem. Does it ever solve anything?
0: No, never. Of course, well, no, of course it wouldn't. And if you look at it from this perspective, their negativity is thinly disguised as a cry for help. Like they, they don't have what you have. Essentially, bottom line could be absolutely anything. I mean, it could be a freaking handbag for God's sake, and somebody could hate you for having a nice handbag. But it.
1: Have like, come to that before when you bought a handbag in Australia or something? You hadn't it?
0: Oh, God. Yeah. I bought my first, technically, my first luxury item in Australia, which was a Givenchy bag. And it's like my child. I had it with my, I had it with my car really badly. Yeah, you did it with the car, yeah. And we work so damn hard. I'm not even afraid to say that. We're so proud of the business we've built. Oh, my days. I was absolutely, I felt mortified to be carrying my handbag around because. the the messages in my dms being like oh you're such a stuck-up bitch and all this i was like oh my god like should i take it back and i was contemplating all these things and i was like whoa hold up they're obviously they need a cry for help they're obviously very jealous of something that has happened to me that i've worked hard for and you have to kind of separate yourself from that and always be compassionate and be like thank you so much sandra um i hope you have a wonderful day but I do, I remember that really well, it's, actually.
1: That, that, and you've asked me before, and you've just done it recently, actually. You've been like, should I post this? Because it, is it going to make me oh feel God, yeah, bad? do that But lot. you shouldn't restrict your life to, to that. It's, but those are people shouldn't unfollow you. If you make them feel bad, yeah. they shouldn't unfollow you. And that's why it pisses me off with this kind of thing. When people work for stuff and they, they buy themselves a luxury or they do something, they're often, like, criticized for it. And I can't remember what book I read it in, but it was a while ago. And it was this perspective that all these people were mowing this community because this guy had loads of money and there was a road that needed to be um, fixed and amended and everyone was gonna have to pay tax towards it. And they were like, this guy's rich, he should pay for the road himself. And Mm. another guy came in and was like, all all you people should chip together and pay for the road yourself. And that guy shouldn't even have to pay a penny for it. You should be thanking him that he lives in your community and he raises the amount that that community is worth and value by simply being there. And that's something that we often miss yeah is the value that those people bring to our lives and it annoys me when people criticize it well it happens with like the rich all the time when you look at like um the guy who owns facebook or jeff bezos or whatever or oh, this person should give this much money because why he's fucking worked for it stop being so lazy and do something about it yourself mm-hmm. that's where it sometimes annoys me but anyway we'll, we'll we'll move we'll move on from that um little time so i just want to ask you as well what are you, what is your opinion on karma
0: um I actually really believe in karma because it's it's what goes around comes around isn't it? Like if something happens it always happens for a reason. I'm a massive believer in everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Like if something bad happens, good will always come from it. Yeah. Kind um, of kind of like maybe potentially even to the extent of your Instagram, Ben ages ago got a block on his account because he filmed our little nephew oh running around the garden. And you probably shouldn't have in hindsight. Well, it's Do you know what, but and I'm just talking about the example. Yeah. Because Instagram is so strict on stuff like that. But then what goes around comes around, now the now the band, the, the block's gone. It no. was hacked and yeah. now it's gone. Yeah. So what goes yeah. around comes around. Like, obviously everything happens for a reason and now it's 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 better than ever.
1: Yeah. I think with karma, like I'm I'll explain it a little bit more, but I know a lot of people are kinda of like mm, about karma, but I want you to look at it in a different way. Like Lucy said it's often referred to as what goes around comes around. And I think there's a ways you can look at it. Like actions will always have ramifications. And Newton's third law of every action has an equal and opposite reaction. And I'm a big believer in this as I as believe in that law of attraction. That was it. Isn't oh it? law
0: of attraction as yeah. I believe in the why of, didn't we remember I that remember before
1: i'm a big believer in the law of attraction so whatever you put out you will get back and it, i suppose it's sort of the same as karma because if you put positive stuff out all the time you're going to attract positive if you put out bad stuff and take bad action and you're negative to other people i believe that you're going to get negative back and whether you want to call that karma or law of attraction i think it's sort of in and amongst the same field
0: yeah, definitely. Do you know what? Whilst you have been doing this podcast, I've I've noticed a very particular common theme that manifests within negativity. Oh so, manifests. The tendency of negative people is to blame external factors. So, they'll blame other people, the environment, or look, rather than the, their own negative attitude. And, I'm reading a book at the moment and it's called Can't Hurt Us by David Goggins. I think that's what it's called. And it's absolutely amazing. And he gets the stage where he looks himself in the mirror and he stops blaming everyone else. He stops blaming luck of other people, the environment. And he blames his own negative attitude for his failures. And that's the one thing. I think that's how negative people would, would get out of a negative spiral when they can actually sit back and stop blaming external factors like oh my god at uni I didn't I didn't really go out like I worked so hard I was constantly working on the business this was like before I met Ben as well working on myself and when things started to happen in like second and third year oh my god people just like oh you're so lucky Lucy I'm like no I'm not I've worked so hard whilst you were out getting pissed five days a week and I think there's a massive difference and I actually really struggled at uni with the negative people kind of around me when I was I was a bit different as a uni student I guess because I wasn't just doing my degree I was also building a business and that was always bl- blamed on luck and quite a few people who were close to me did actually change their perspectives on that and stop saying it was luck to me because I think they realized that that was the wrong thing to say they said obviously she works really hard but you have to you have to know that yourself as a negative person to get out of that spiral
1: yeah and I think what you touched on there is, is something that I've quoted before, and that's like it's called the Snow White effect. So it's like mm. oh poor me, belittle me, like oh everything wrong what happens book to me. What paradox. Chimps paradox, and it's a Snow White effect that oh everything's bad happened to me. It's never my fault. And
0: mm. what you've got
1: to remember is that what people say about you says more about them than it does you. Mm-hmm. And this comes back to the the boo comment that Lucy had this week. And I think one of the comments was, um, was it something that how can you have confidence when you have Oh, I'll
0: read you the direct quote. I'm a 34A cup size. How is it that you have so much confidence since you can relate?
1: So that says more about them than it yeah. does about you. Because obviously they're really unconfident in themselves. And that's why they've directed that quote at you. So again, it says more about them than... It does about you, and that's how you got to take it. And I think one of the big things that I want people to take away from today's podcast is to never ever try to please everyone.
0: Oh gosh, I mean, if you yeah, that's something that I only probably learned a couple of months ago because it's 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 nice to be liked.
1: Everyone loves to be liked. Everyone be, loves to be liked. Being accepted and trying to be someone else and this is very 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 relevant on social media it's a big one because i think a lot of people are trying to conform to other people or conform to algorithms mm. and the way they post will be defined by that and yeah we all want to be liked but i took this away from that book that you you read half of and trying to be liked by other people and trying to conform can often be very very is actually very selfish a lot of people think it's selfless because you're trying to be liked by other people and trying to do what's good, but it's actually very selfish because the direct actions you are taking for then to you be liked so you feel better in yourself. Mm-hmm. So it can actually be looked at as a very selfish way. And sometimes again, this can be hard because like Lucy was saying, we all wanna be liked. And to, to put this into perspective again, it's something that me and Lucy do a lot of the time, but it's something we're trying to kind of balance out. And that is replying to every single direct message that we have on Instagram. And often we're like, oh, I want to try and reply to every single one, get back to every single person, but you can't. There's too many, and I've often before beat myself up about and thought, oh, "Fucking, I haven't got back to this person." Or people will message you twice, like, "Why are you ignoring me?" And again, bear in
0: mind, you can get up to like a hundred and hundred and fifty messages a yeah. day. <laughs>
1: Sometimes you've got to be selfish with your own time. You can't always try to please everyone else. Sometimes it's, it's you've got to be selfless and looked af- look after number one, which is you. You can't always be giving all the time because you're going to end up empty.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think that's important that to know that. And what I want to finish kind of the, the negativity bit on is that to know that sometimes you deserve better and you're better than that person or you're better than that job or you're better in that environment and sometimes it's just about having the balls to move away from it and mm-hmm. i'm not saying that you have to jump in the deep end and cut all ties right now but just know that the longer you stay surrounded by it the more that it will consume you
0: yeah 100 i completely agree and. It is essentially just having the balls to do something. And as I think this is what Paul Moore always says, all the best things and courage happen on the other side of fear. Or shitting yourself. Yeah, or shitting yourself. (laughs) But um, (laughs) it is okay to be fearful and it is okay to be worried and scared about overcoming that because seriously, the best things and opportunity always, always happen on the other side of fear.
1: Shitting yourself. Say. I can't say that, you say
0: know. It. Say it. Say louder. No. Say it proud. Shitting yourself. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and that comes down to that. I don't know I've only read a bit of his book, but at Middleton, the fear bubble as well, he often talks about the biggest experiences and the best things he ever achieved in life have been on the cusp or in the in the middle of fear.
0: Definitely. I feel like that is a, I feel very, oh, I've got a whole lot off my chest.
1: So, so talking about fear and if you want to better your life, and if you want to challenge yourself, we actually have, have an eight week challenge.
0: Oh yes, we spoke about it that, at the what start. What a coincidence! <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. That's what I think. Like, so I actually had a question in my DMs the other day, and it was basically saying, "How do I know your challenges for me?" So keep doing what you're doing. If you if you're like content with your body and things like that, but you will never know how good you can be unless you do something different. Mm. And our challenges are different. They're not this 28-day fat loss challenge, eat 800 calories a day bullshit. We don't do that because we don't push that and we don't think it's sustainable. Yeah, you'll probably see results in 28 days from eating 800 calories, but this this is a progressive program. To get you going for the rest of your life. And I know that sounds cheesy and a cliche, but it actually is because that's what the My Coach School gives you and that's what the My Coach School offers you.
1: Yeah. So even if you'll listen to this podcast after the challenge is finished, which we're gonna kick off on this Monday, the seventeenth of August, mm-hmm. two thousand twenty. And even if you listen to this after that, you can still join the My Coach School, which is our coaching platform, which is unbelievable. And as Lucy said, we're not about pumping yourself to do hit class after hit class we're not about hip dips and bullshit this and bullshit that and weird fads we're about the basics doing them consistently but enjoying the process of what you're doing lifting up heavy shit putting shit down being confident in yourself filling yourself with positivity and having a very solid and unstoppable mindset via bettering yourself and your own life
0: 100 percent. so the link is in our bios and the at my coach school instagram Mm. also you can just go to www.mycoachschool.com and get ready to change your life this podcast was amazing thank you so much for everybody who shares it on instagram facebook linkedin twitter it's crazy like we're so thankful and we absolutely love the podcast we hope you guys love it as much as we do have a wonderful day or evening wherever you are in the world and we'll catch you in next week's episode bye guys take care
1: guys